Hello and welcome to Marysville Church of Christ. This Holy Week, we are presenting a special series of lessons entitled Insurgency, in which we follow Jesus from Jericho to Jerusalem, from Gabbatha to Golgotha, from the stone pavement to the rolling stone. Welcome to Holy Week. We're glad you're doing it with us. We left off yesterday with Jesus Christ having just begun his massive invasion, his new exodus, starting in Jericho, rolling to Jerusalem. We noted that his entry into Jerusalem was entirely different than what the people would have expected. The people expecting a son of David, a messianic warrior king, were shocked. When Jesus walked into the streets, not on a giant war horse, but on a donkey two sizes too small, not at the helm of a massive legionary force, but at the helm of children, prostitutes, and tax collectors. There weren't bands of archers or cavalry or swordsmen, just the blind that now can see the mute that now can speak, and the deaf that now can hear. We see that he did not march to a drum beat or to the military bugle, but to shouts of Hosanna and peace on earth. This invasion was entirely upside down, which was fitting because Jesus was entirely upside down. He is everything the world wasn't ready for but desperately needed. So here we find ourselves, before the onset of the coronation of our king with the crown of thorns, before the jeering crowd yelling crucify, before his exaltation on a cross, we see him standing outside the temple. What a fitting place for us to begin our Monday study of Holy Week, Jesus Christ at the temple. Now, it's not unexpected that Jesus would come here. In fact, I'm pretty sure all of his followers, in fact, all of the people who watched him enter, were expecting him to first go to the temple. The temple was the capital of the Jewish world. It was the apex of Judaism. It was the holiest place on planet Earth, the ground itself sacred with the presence of God. The residual bloodstains represented thousands of years of sacrificial offerings for sin of the people. The incense that would have been smelt represented a holiness different than the rest of the world. And yet when Jesus entered into the temple, it wasn't to perform a sacrifice. It, it wasn't to exalt the place. It wasn't to bless it but it was to overturn it, to begin his revolution with the very thing they held most dear. See, Jesus, when he walked into the temple, did something that was so shocking, so jarring to the religious elite that it was at that place and at that time that they solidified they were going to kill him. In fact, two of the Gospels indicate to us that they wanted to kill him right there. They wanted to assassinate him in that place, but they couldn't 
because the people were hanging on to his words. See, what Jesus did was he walked in and he cast out the money changers. He cast out the animals, the livestock. He shut down the process of the temple. And he did so in the most important week on the Jewish calendar, the Passover. The people were there buying and getting ready to to perform the sacrifices necessary. And Jesus is driving out the, the birds, casting out the animals and the people who sell them. And as he's doing so, he's quoting a passage out of Jeremiah chapter 7, calling the place a den of robbers. And though many of us who have grown up in the church have heard this story so many times, I think we misunderstand this story. Jesus was not casting out the animals and the money changers because they were performing something sinful. They were doing something evil. They were performing a a necessary service. Sure, may there have been price gouging? Perhaps. May there have been some unequitable practices? Maybe. But these money changers, these money changers and animal sellers were the only source that many of these Jews had to be able to perform the sacrifices. Them, him calling the temple a den of robbers was not saying that this was the place where robbery was happening, but rather, this is the place where the robbers come back. A den is a place where after, after one commits a crime, they retreat back to for safety. What Jesus is in, insinuating here, rather, was that the entire practice of the temple has become corrupt. The religious order has become corrupt. The sacrificial process has become corrupt. And that the people in the temple were like robbers coming back for safety. That the religious system had deteriorated to simply being a security blanket for people living like criminals. The religious order had become broken beyond repair. The money changers weren't sinning by being money changers. The animal sellers weren't sinning by being animal sellers. Jesus wasn't indicting the individuals. He was indicting the system. Every animal that that ran out of the temple doors, every bird that flew for cover, and every money changer that grabbed their purse and ran was representative of a broken system that Jesus came to destroy. He came for a holy war against the law. Jesus, several times in his ministry, had indicated this. The most quoted passage, in fact, that Jesus uses is, comes from Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, in which sacrificial offerings is placed under the importance of the heart. Jesus had constantly undone the law. Matthew chapter 5, we see that. For you have heard it said, but now I tell you something different. We know that Jesus came to complete the law, fulfill it, make it obsolete. And so here he was in the temple performing that task, declaring a holy war, changing everything the Jews knew. I want us to be careful and I want us to realize the dangerous nature of this. 
because to the Jews, this was blasphemy. He shut down the temple. He shut down the sacrificial process. He drove out the people who were doing a necessary service. Jesus was reestablishing that animal sacrifices, that this, this following of the law was about to be destroyed because there was coming a new system with a new king. Out of all the passages Jesus could have quoted, that Jeremiah 7 one is fascinating, isn't it? See, Jeremiah 7 begins with this line, change the way you have been living. And in verse 4 he says, stop putting confidence in the false belief that says we are safe. Jer Jeremiah 7 is an indictment against the religious system that had become corrupt. And in Jesus' time it had become corrupt again. But this time there wasn't an exile on the horizon. The people weren't going to be scooped up into captivity only to return again like they did last time. They, there wasn't a rebuilding. There was only a complete destruction. Jesus was quoting this passage to remind the people of what happened last time. The system had broken. But this time he realized it had broken beyond repair. And so Christ was nailing the coffin shut on the Jewish way of life. I want us to consider what this means for us today. Jesus came to kill the Jewish religion and to bring out of its ashes a new one. He came to close the book on the old covenant to begin a new one. He satisfied, fulfilled, and abolished the old law so that he could bring alive a new one. And yet so many of us, like the people in the day of Jesus, cling to our temples. We cling to our sacrifices. We hold tight our security blanket, living like robbers to come back to our den of the church, to find refuge and salvation despite a lack of heart, a lack of transformation. But Jesus came to put to death that kind of religion, the religion that says if we just kill this animal, if we just buy that dove, if we just sprinkle this blood, if we just eat this bread, then we'll be fine. Jesus came to put a death to that and to remind us that his new kingdom was far more radical, far more dangerous, far more intoxicating. It demands a change of heart. This scene in the temple might have very well happened inside of our own church doors. It may happen in our own very heart. As Jesus comes in to cast away all the things that we find security in, all the ways religion has become an idol, religion has become a security blanket, religion has kept us from Christ. Christ may come with whips, into your life. And he may be throwing out everything you hold dear so that you'll look to him and him alone. Jesus invaded the temple and left it in ashes. Not physically, but spiritually. To remind us 
that Jesus Christ came to overturn religion just like he came to overturn everything. Overturn history, overturn politics, overturn national nations and empires, and overturn the way we view the world. He came to overturn religion. I want us to stand in the temple right now. And I want us to think, as Jesus Christ is driving out the lambs and the birds, I want you to think, what's he driving out in you? Has religion become a security blanket? Has sacrifice become the way of life? An adherence to a law, a checklist, has that become your Christianity? Have you become the very thing Christ came to overturn? Has the church become to you the very thing Jesus came to declare war on? And maybe right now, this week, this holy week, Jesus begins another invasion, an invasion into our hearts. And maybe our triumphal entry isn't him busting through the gates of Jerusalem. Maybe it's him busting into the gates of our heart and our soul. And maybe it's not an overturning of tables, but maybe it's an overturning of idols. Maybe it's not a ripping out of our hands a dove or a lamb, but a way of life that's consistent with Judaism rather than Christianity. Whatever it is today, let's remember Jesus. Let's remember his invasion. Let's remember his insurgency. Let's remember that it's still alive today.